This episode of Proper English is brought to you by jokes and the idiom, you can't make an omelette without breaking eggs. Ali, Ali, my dog has no nose. How does he smell, Dave? Terrible. Oh, boom, straight into the episode with a joke. <laughs> Now, sadly, when a joke is explained, the humour is often lost. But this episode is to try and help you understand how some English jokes work. This kind of joke plays with the language. When Ali asked me, how does he smell? Her meaning was, how is the dog able to smell if he hasn't got a nose? But Dave's answer, terrible, is a different interpretation of the question, particularly of the word how. He is deliberately misinterpreting the question to mean, what does he smell like? And his dog smells unpleasant. There's an extra implied layer of humour. Because if the dog is unable to smell anything, then he won't keep himself clean because he doesn't know how smelly he is. Terribly smelly. A popular type of joke is the knock-knock joke. I think this kind of joke exists in other languages too. Frappe, frappe. Ah. In French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's a format that children love. And as we learned a lot of them as kids, we enjoy them as adults when someone comes up with one we haven't heard before. They always start the same way. Knock, knock. Who's there? That part never changes. The idea is that the joker is knocking on the other person's door. The other person doesn't open the pretend door. Couldn't do that in a podcast anyway. They ask, who's there? Let's do a full version. Knock, knock. Who's there? Hatch. Hatch you. Bless you. Ha, ha, ha. Now, let's unpick the last three lines. My answer to who's there was hatch. This part of the joke always appears random. It's a word or occasionally a phrase that is deliberately chosen to sound like something else when it's followed by who. So when I run these two words together, hatch and who, which is kind of what you do in natural conversational English, and also, with my northern accent, hatch who becomes at you, which is the sound that we English people make when we sneeze. So Ali answers with... Bless you. Which is traditionally what we say when somebody sneezes. So, that's the format. Let's try a few more. Knock, knock. Who's there? Cows go. Cows go who? No, silly. Cows go moo. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Kenya. Kenya who? Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mikey. Mikey who? Mikey doesn't fit in the keyhole. Knock, knock. Who's there? Avenue. Avenue who? Avenue knocked on my door before. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Police. Police who? Police. Stop telling these awful knock, knock jokes. Do you have knock, knock jokes in your language? I'm told the Portuguese do. Knock, knock jokes are often described as being corny. Yeah. Corny jokes are jokes that usually make you groan rather than rolling around laughing. It's a bit sexist, but we often call them dad jokes. These kinds of jokes have two formats. In the first group, one person asks a question and they give an answer, which will often be some kind of pun. Let's explain what a pun is. Good idea. 
A pun uses the different possible meanings of a word. Or it can use a homophone, when words sound the same but have different meanings. Start us off, Dave. OK. Why couldn't the bicycle stand up? Oh, I don't know. Because it was too tired! <laughs> What's Beethoven's favourite fruit? I don't know. A banana. <laughs> What starts with E and ends with E and only has one letter? I don't know. An envelope. <laughs> OK, let's look at those last few jokes. Why couldn't the bicycle stand up? Because it was too tired. This joke uses the homophone pun. A bike has two tyres, one on each wheel. The bike has been personified because a person may not be able to stand up if they are physically tired. Very clever, isn't it? Very clever. Now, the Beethoven joke, it's playing with the word banana to make it sound like the opening notes of Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Could we call that a homophone? At a pinch, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And then the envelope one. This is using the double meaning of the word letter. A real groaner. Yeah, it's all in the delivery though, isn't it? <laughs> I wonder if anybody will get that one. I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. OK, then. How about these? I don't trust atoms. Why not? They make up everything. <laughs> Another one using a double meaning. Here, it's the phrasal verb to make up. Yep, make up to mean to constitute the universe. And make up to mean invent or lie. What's worse than finding a worm in your apple? Hmm. I give up. Finding half a worm. <laughs> I love this joke. It still makes me laugh. And surely that one works in any language, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes me feel a bit sick. <laughs> the next set of jokes are what we call one-liners. Now that means the person telling the joke only needs the other person to listen and hopefully laugh. Simple. Give us language learners a linguistic joke, Dave. I'm only familiar with 25 letters in the English language. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> OK. I'm reading a book about anti-gravity. I can't put it down. <laughs> <laughs> Today, my son asked, can I have a bookmark? And I burst into tears. Ten years old and he still doesn't know my name is Dave. <laughs> Understanding that one relies on knowing the word bookmark. With more and more people using e-books, bookmarks are not used as much as in the past. A bookmark is simply something that you place in the book so you know where to go back to next time you read. Yeah, don't phone down the corners either. Do what I want. Your anti-gravity joke is pretty straightforward. It relies on the phrasal verb to put down, which means to place something on a surface. And your alphabet joke? I think it's the most straightforward of them all. Why not get in touch, listeners, and explain the joke to us? Oh, good idea. Maybe post it on our Facebook page. Yeah, cracking idea. And now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? The lovely Catherine in Hong Kong and I 
were discussing this idiom a couple of weeks ago. You can't make an omelette without breaking eggs. You can't, Dave. You have to crack open the eggshells to get the yolk and the albumin out. Well, that seems pretty straightforward, Ali. And here we are at the end of another... Whoa, 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 Dave. What are you doing? Well, you explained how you need to break eggs to make omelettes. What's so hard about that? Uh, idiom of the week? (laughs) Of course. Although, you can't make an omelette without breaking eggs is a proverb. It is. It means you can't achieve something without having a negative effect. You can't get something for nothing is a simpler alternative. Did you know it's originally a French proverb? Mais oui. (laughs) On ne fruit pas d'omelette sans casser des oeufs. Ah, Oh, that's Portuguese. Hold on. (laughs) Okay. Let's give some examples. The new road is going to get people to work more quickly, but we will have to cut down some ancient trees to build it. Well, you can't make an omelette without breaking eggs. Hmm. The company won't survive unless we make some people redundant. Well, you can't make an omelette without breaking eggs. It is an expression that gets used to trivialise the seriousness of something, Mm. which is a bit sad, really, Mm. isn't it? So, Mm. then we can't leave this episode there, can we? No, we can't. No, no, no. It's November 2020, and a lot of people in the world really don't need any more miserable stuff. No, there's been plenty enough, really. Sean Connery went this week, for goodness sake. No, let's counteract the negativity with things that we're grateful for. I'll go first. Okay. Melhouse the cat, who I love a little more each day. Oh. Technology for keeping us all in touch with each other. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What about online videos of dogs being hilarious? Yeah, yeah, I like that one where the Labrador eats all the sausages. Oh, that's brilliant. It's awesome. And music. Mm. Music. Music. And now we really are at the end of another episode of Proper English. As always, we hope you've enjoyed listening in on our conversation. We really do. Why not recommend us to a friend? Or a colleague. Or a neighbour. Everybody needs good neighbours. It makes us so happy when we get new subscribers. We also love getting feedback. Send us your joke explanations. Ask us a question. Tell us what you want in future episodes. But how, Dave? How? Well, it's easy. Our email address is properenglish. All one word. At sapo.pt. Or you can go to Instagram or Twitter or Facebook if you have them. So until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to... Proper English. Why did the chicken cross the road, Ali? I don't know, Dave. To see the idiot. Hmm. Knock, knock. Who's there? The chicken. <laughs>